When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Hey guys, so today we are touching on a really important topic. No matter your role, whether you are a teacher, a parent, a clinician, a paraprofessional, this skill that we're talking about in today's episode affects you. And I thought this was a great time to discuss and explore this skill because this might be something you may be feeling a little rusty on as we approach the next school year. It's been maybe a long time since you've had to really utilize and fine-tune this skill. So today we will be talking about communication skills. This is an essential skill for you. We're not talking about teaching our students communication skills. Those are very important as well. Nope. Today we're talking about your skills as a communicator and thus as a leader. Because as the leader of your team, as the leader of the paraprofessionals in your classroom and whatever school-based clinicians and providers that you work with, you need to communicate effectively. A lot of our day as an educator or as a paraprofessional or as a parent is spent communicating. You need to communicate with your colleagues. You need to communicate with parents. You need to communicate with paraprofessionals. These skills are essential. Communication breakdowns cause conflict, cause misunderstandings, cause problems. And we want to work proactively this year to prevent those problems before they even start. 
Staff training, as you know, is something I am super, super passionate about. In the professional development membership group, if you are in my group, you know we talk about this every single month. Every month there's new training videos on staff training because it's that important. And this is exactly in line with my passion about staff training because a lot of staff training is and being a good leader is being an effective communicator. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you some tangible tips for how we can identify and avoid communication breakdowns. And I think this will just maybe get you in a good headspace for the start of the year and how we're going to be approaching working with our teams and working with our colleagues this school year. So I actually got the inspiration for this episode from a podcast episode that I listened to a few months ago. So I was listening to the Michael Hyatt podcast, and he is an author and a business coach. And a lot of what he talks about is geared towards business owners and things related to systems in a company and things like that. I find a lot of the stuff he talks about applies directly to the skills related in managing a team because those are the same skills we need, how to delegate, how to communicate, how to organize your time. Those are all skills that a busy classroom teacher needs. So when I heard him talking about communication skills and where communication breakdowns lie, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so applicable to a classroom teacher. And these are all things that I struggled with. And so I encourage you to go check out his podcast if you want. His podcast is called Lead to Win. And I'm going to share some tidbits that he shared and then some kind of as well as some of my own strategies that I've seen really play out in a successful way within the classroom setting. So let's start at the foundation. Where do communication breakdowns start? Well, Michael Hyatt shared this concept, which I like so agreed with and had such a light bulb moment hearing it, is that communication breakdowns come from either vague or unclear communication or a lack of communication. And when I heard that, I was like, yes, because I have been the perpetrator and on the receiving end of both of those types of communication. And I could immediately think of examples from when I was in the classroom or from teachers I work with in the classroom for both of those examples. So let's think about the vague or unclear communication. I was for sure guilty of this when I was managing a team. And I bet as we start to talk about some of these examples, you will think of some that you are as well. If you are asking someone to, hey, can you help me out with this? And then they don't help you in the way that you wanted them to, it's frustrating, but you weren't clear on what help meant. If you've asked someone to, hey, can you work with this kid on letter identification? And you thought you were clear, but then it didn't look like what you wanted it to look like, you were probably too vague. I thought of a lot of examples in the classroom where I would say, hey, can you keep this kid engaged or can you help me? Can you make sure to not give attention to this? And I thought I was being clear, but I was obviously being vague. Something like, you know, helping or providing more resources is not going to be really specific. If you are talking to your administrator and telling them, I need more support, I need more resources, and that you're not getting the results you want, one thing you could try is to be more specific. What do you mean by more support? Do you mean, hey, I need another body during lunch from 1140 to 1215? 
Okay, say that. If you need more resources, do you need more Velcro and laminating or do you need more curriculum and textbooks? What does that mean? So we want to be really specific with what we're communicating. And I thought of so many examples within even just that category that I struggled with. I also thought of examples where people gave me really unclear expectations and I had a hard time following through. If someone asks you to work harder, what does that mean? If someone, you know, gives you those unclear exam those unclear expectations or those unclear directives, as the person on the team, as the team member, that doesn't feel very good because you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. The other way communication breakdowns can start is from a lack of communication. Now, this is something I am to this day guilty of because just because I think it doesn't mean other people are going to do it. And I had a bad habit in the classroom and I have a bad habit now of assuming people can read my mind. And oh my gosh, I wish they could. I really do. But they can't, right? And that is something that I would catch myself doing all the time is feeling frustrated with people in my classroom for not doing something when then I realized I never told them to do that or I never asked them to. So the only person I should be frustrated with is myself. And sometimes we assume that people might know something so we just don't communicate it and that becomes the problem there. So we want to identify either are we being vague or unclear or are we just not communicating something overall? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's talk a little bit more about that vague and unclear communication, why that happens, and what we can do to make sure we are avoiding that. So sometimes vague or unclear communication happens when we are not sure of our own plans or our own ideas. When I was thinking through examples in the classroom, I kept thinking of examples related to implementing behavior plans or working with specifically challenging behaviors with students and how sometimes in those situations I would be vague or unclear with my team. And mostly that came from me not knowing what to do next. You know, a behavior escalates very quickly or something unexpected happens. I'm not clear on my own ideas. So how am I going to be telling other people what I want them to do? 
in those moments, what you can be communicating is that you're not sure. I think so often as a teacher, especially as a young teacher, if your paraprofessionals have more experience than you, we are terrified to ever say, I don't know, because we feel like we have to know all the things when we don't have to know all the things. And there's a lot of power in telling your team, hey, guys, this is unexpected. I'm not sure what I want to do next. These are the things I need to do before I make a decision. Here's what I want you to do in the meantime to say, hey, guys, this is a Band-Aid because we don't know what's going on. We need to take more data. We need to talk to mom and dad. I need to talk to administration. Whatever you need to do, tell them that. Tell them your plan instead of being like, hey, let's just handle this or keep him safe. Well, what does that mean? Keeping him safe can look a lot of different ways. So you really want to set aside time to think through these things where you're unsure. If you're unsure of what how you want a behavior plan implemented, if you're unsure of how you want data collected, if you're unsure of how you want this goal collect, worked on, set aside time to decide how you want to proceed. And I really mean set aside time. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your planner. Put it in your lesson plans. So often we use the excuse of I'm just too busy. I don't have time to do that. But in the long run, we're actually going to make more work for ourselves. Because if we're really unclear on how we want things to look, we are not going to be able to delegate to our team effectively. So then we are going to have to go back and delegate again and communicate again. And our team members are going to have questions and we're going to have to correct them because it's not looking the way we not we want it to look. But if we were never really clear of how we wanted it to look from the start, we only have ourselves to blame and we're we're adding to our time. It's going to take more time in the long run than if we just, hey, set aside 10 minutes after school on Thursday to really think about how I want data collected to independent work. And then on Friday, I sat down with my paraprofessional, explained the data sheet, explained why I wanted the data collected this way, spent 10, 15 minutes talking about it, and then went moved on. That might seem like a lot of time, like I got to spend 10 minutes on Thursday and 15 minutes on Friday when, oh, I can just say, hey, can you just track track prompts for all these kids and, and move on in a few minutes? Well, that might not be specific enough. Well, what type of prompts do you want to track? Do you want it tracked every day? Do you want it tracked differently for different students? What are we doing with this data? You're going to be answering those follow-up follow up questions in some way or form later because you are not clear enough. So instead, heavy load that time. Spend the time up front being clear and making those decisions. Delegating is really hard. This is not something that came naturally to me. This is not something maybe that comes naturally to you. And that's okay. The reason I'm so passionate about staff training is because I felt horribly unprepared to be the leader of my team and to be the manager of my staff when I was a young teacher because no one told me in undergrad I had to do that. There are no courses in leadership or delegation or team management in an undergrad special ed program and that is a huge part of our job. So that's why I'm so passionate about talking about it all the time because it's something we have to improve our skill set on. Delegation can be challenging for a lot of us and the big breakdown in delegation comes from these vague or unclear expectations. 
basically it comes down to that I can't give you what you want if I don't know what it is. So if you are not telling your team members specifically what you want, they are never going to be able to give it to you. If you are not telling them that you want data collected every day, if you want data collected specifically in this way, if you want prompts faded in this way, if you want them to sit in this spot over this spot, if you want them to use these instructional tools instead of these ones, they will never be able to deliver on those results. So what you can do proactively to avoid this whole mess of vague or unclear communication is you can be specific and precise. Don't ask for help. Ask, say, hey, can you come here? Can you take Johnny to the other side of the room? And can you do a puzzle with him? Be specific with what you want. It might feel like you're being rude or weird in the moment, but you're not. You're being helpful to that person by saying specifically what you're looking for. Think about it from the other end. If your principal was coming in to do an observation and said, yeah, just do any type of lesson that you think is good, that would be, you know, that would be great. Versus if your principal was coming in for an observation and said, hey, I'd love to see a language arts lesson. I'd love to see how you're taking data. I'd love to see how you're utilizing your paraprofessionals. I'd love to see what assessments you're using and what technology you're using you would know exactly what to prepare in that second scenario. In that first scenario, you might prepare a lesson that contains none of those things. And then later, if your principal's like, whoa, where was your technology? Where was your assessment? Where were your paras? You were like, you would be annoyed. You would have been like, well, you could have told me that. I I would have shown you that or I would have done a different lesson. So on the receiving end, it is better to know what those expectations in a precise way up front. So now let's talk about the other communication breakdown, the lack of communication. And as I said, this is the one I'm probably guilty of a little bit more. So as a leader and as the teacher in a classroom, you are coming from a place of knowledge and experience that not everyone on your team may have. And that's okay. Everyone has different levels of knowledge. Everyone has different levels of experience. But you might feel like you are communicating clearly because of your background, your experience, your knowledge, but there is a disconnect because of that person's skill level. So what you want to do proactively to prevent this and to be a good communicator and not fall into this trap is you want to over communicate. You want to think like a beginner. If I didn't know anything about ABA or FBAs or functions of behavior, how would I explain this behavior plan? That's why I love talking about applied behavior analysis in a way that I think and I hope people really like hearing because I always think about how can I explain this to a mom and dad, to a sibling of a student, to a classroom teacher that has no experience with ABA. How do I explain this to my husband or my friends? I mean, I still think you guys, my parents really don't know what ABA is. Not, And that is not for lack of trying. I like to communicate about behavioral strategies in a way that everyone can understand because that's how I like to learn. I don't like to feel stupid while someone's explaining something to me. I like analogies and I like anecdotes and I like stories. And I think that's what a lot of you like too and why we all like talking about ABA in this place together, right? So you want to think 
like a beginner when you're explaining something. If I didn't have knowledge in data, if I didn't have knowledge in why prompt fading is important, how would I explain this? If you feel like you are communicating too much, you're probably on the right track. You would much rather over communicate than under communicate because that's that problem, that lack of communication. So going into this school year, make it your goal to over communicate with your team, to over communicate in a specific and precise way. You are going to avoid a lot of potential conflicts, but you're also going to be as a team so much more effective and so much more efficient. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now, if you've been listening to this episode so far and you're like, cool, 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 but none of that's going to work with me because I am just not a good leader. I am just not a great communicator. That's just not me. You have to embrace a growth mindset for your leadership skills and for your communication skills. These are skills. Skills can be taught. Skills can be worked on. Skills can be practiced and reinforced. Right? That's what we teach our kids. We're like, oh, don't worry. You don't know math today, but you might know these math things tomorrow. And we have to like embrace that as well. We can work on our communication skills every day. You want to view each school day with your team as a new opportunity to practice and improve on this skills, these skills. This takes active participation. This isn't just going to come to you naturally through osmosis, through just being there. You need to actively every day think, how can I be a better communicator with my team? How can I avoid communication breakdowns? How can I avoid vague and unclear communication? And how can I avoid that lack of communication? You might need a reminder for this because you might be listening and be like, okay, okay, I've got it. And then what happens? Life gets in the way, right? Laminating schedules, staff meetings, everything gets crazy and we forget. So figure out a reminder on a post-it, write communication breakdowns, vague or unclear communication, lack of communication, and put that on your desk. Put that on your desktop. Put that somewhere. Write somewhere on your desktop or you're in a notes app on your phone, write communication goals and write every day what things you're going to do proactively to make sure you are working on being the best communicator you can with your team. So I've said a few times in this episode how passionate I am about talking about staff training and all of these things related to being a good leader like communication and delegating and things like that and how it was a struggle for me as a young teacher. But I haven't really talked about why this is so important. The paraprofessionals or assistants in your classroom are put there for a reason. They're put there because your students need their support. Your students need more than one classroom teacher. The needs of your students are high enough to need a team. And as the manager of your team, you have to teach and guide your team to support your students as much as possible. That's what your students 
deserve. That's what is required legally in that IEP for your students. All of us are here because we want the best for our kids. Whether you are a parent, teacher, paraprofessional, clinician, you want them to learn the most. You want them to be the most independent. You want them to make friends and be happy. And you will never accomplish that as much as you can if you don't have your team behind you. If you're not working cohesively with your colleagues. I'm not saying you won't have successes. You will. But you won't have as much success as you could if you didn't have your team working collaboratively. That's how important it is. That's how essential it is. There are some major things on the line. Major things like decreasing aggression and learning to read and learning how to make friends and learning how to communicate. Those skills for our kids are on the line when it comes to being a good leader, working with our team collaboratively. And that's why I just can't stop talking about it. That's why I'm so passionate about it because I know you guys want all those things too. And working collaboratively and spending time training your staff is how you're going to get there. So whatever action steps you need to take, think about what goals you have for yourself this year towards achieving that. It might not be easy and that's okay. And your goals might be real small this year. That's okay too. Whatever stage you're at, whether you are a brand new teacher, veteran teacher, transitioning to a new role, you can always, always get better at this. I'm always getting better at this. I I referenced earlier in this episode that I was listening to a podcast about communication because I want to get better at communicating and those skills. So I'm always looking for new information. So really, as we approach this school year, whatever level you're at, make this one of your big goals. If you would have told me a few years ago that my favorite part of my job is getting up in front of sometimes a few hundred people and giving a presentation on data or behavior academics, I would have thought you were crazy. I did not always like public speaking. Actually, to be totally honest, public speaking was something I used to be pretty afraid of. But now it's literally my favorite part of my job. I love being in a room of my people, of the special ed world, teachers and parents and clinicians, and everyone that's on the front lines that's working so hard for our students to give them the best opportunities and the best classroom experience. I love being in a room of everyone that understands how hard this job can be, but also how amazing it is and how important those little victories are on a daily basis. When I do a PD, my goal is to bring value. I want to bring action items, ideas and strategies that you can do tomorrow in your classroom. I have sat through too many professional developments that either didn't apply to me or were too hypothetical and philosophical. And my special ed heart always wanted to know, what do I do next? What do I do tomorrow? If you are interested in learning more about how I can come to your school to do a professional development, please visit theautismhelper.com backslash speaking. There's a contact form as well as a lot of information about all of the different sessions I give. I'm happy to answer any questions and work with your school district. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. 
If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.